Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Well, hey, everybody, Wes McDonald here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Tiger Pie Radio, if you're listening. If you're watching, thanks for joining us on TigerTube. I am so excited uh, today. I've got Earl Everson. Can you say hello, Earl? How are you, Wes? <laughs> I'm great, buddy. And, you know, the question that, uh, that we're going we're gonna to talk to with Earl today is, you know, what kind of person uh, would start an office equipment dealership in this already saturated Chicago marketplace? I mean, it's such a big marketplace with a lot of established players. Uh, and by the way, pages, thanks to the pandemic and, you know, stuff were in decline, but even before that, uh, you know, pages in a slight decline, certainly uncertainty and what kind of person would break all those rules, say to heck with it. Uh, and not only that, but grow through it, grow through a pandemic and offer their, uh, services in other areas. Well, one such person would be you, Earl. <laughs> That's why I've got you on the interview today. Awesome. Uh, so thanks for uh, joining us for that today. And if you could, I always like to let my guests introduce yourself. Um, I know you pretty well, but you know yourself best of all. So if you could uh, tell us a bit about yourself and maybe share one interesting thing that people may not know about you. Uh, Earl Everson with Elite Document Solutions. And yes, I started back in 08, uh, started the company. So we're going to talk about that. Um, you know, I, I claim to be the hardest working person in the industry here in Chicago. So uh, truly here, Saturdays, Sundays, 24 seven mindset with me. And even with the pandemic, it's even more so right now. And I think that's one reason that we've been growing and been extremely busy. But uh, yeah, I just take a lot of pride in what we do, what we bring to the table and how we, you know, separate ourselves from the hundreds of competitors that we have, right? So yeah, and, that, and that's one thing I've noticed about you that maybe a lot of people do not realize. I mean, you do work from uh, dawn till dusk, and you really uh, lift up your people. And I think you're a bit of a fitness enthusiast as well, right? That that kind of helps with, you know, helping you get through those longer days. Absolutely. It just kind of just clears the mind. And to be honest, that's why I go every morning, you know, 5, 5.30. I like to get in there because it really allows me to dial in, like, what's on the agenda today and how can I do it? And really more so it's just to, to get refreshed and recharged every day. And it's so important for me because it allows me to go out and kind of fight the fight because it is a battle. It is a fight every single day. And again, that's, that's why I do it. It really just clears the mind. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's fight the fight, but I've never seen a more enthusiastic or positive energy, uh, you know, person in the space. So whatever yeah. you're doing, clearly uh, you're doing it right. Yeah, and sure. hey, I, I want to congratulate you as well. So last week, uh, you were announced on the list of Tiger Paws uh, top 100 uh, most influential in the office equipment channel for Banished Print. So congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much, Wes. Definitely yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. All right, let's dive right in. And the first thing I do want to talk about is the start. So you mentioned mm. in 08 in, uh, uh, that you yes. did start the, the business. Yep. At that time, uh, there were a lot of giants in the space already. And, and I think it'd be useful for people that are looking to start a business, uh, either in the office equipment world, or maybe even to expand some of their offerings, what uh, made you decide to do the leap and what kind of mindset that takes? Yeah, you know, actually, so back in 08, if you remember the world, we were going through recession at that point, right? 07, 08, 
everything was kind of collapsing around us. And um, I was actually working at Kiyosera as a national account manager at the time. So I just figured it was, there's never a good time, right? To start your business. There, there never is. And once you get into that corporate environment, that corporate mindset, you kind of get that security blanket around you. And it's like, I don't know if I should jump off the edge and make that leap. You know, everything is, it's good, you know? So, but I've always wanted to run my own operation and kind of do it my way. Nothing against corporate, the manufacturers and so forth. I just wanted to do it my way. And then finally, I just picked up the phone and made the call to the VP and said, I want to make that, that leap of faith and kind of do my own thing. So the question is, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't really know, but I just want to start my own company. And I started selling toner to, you know, selling toner, laser toner cartridges for HPs out into the marketplace to kind of learn from another side of the business without the equipment. And I kind of got my foot wet again into the equipment. And then customers were asking, can you sell printers? Can you sell copiers? And then we made the leap to, you know, pick up Kiosera at the time um, to really dive in on the equipment side. But every, I'll tell you, Wes, everybody that I knew at the time, they were like, you are crazy. Why <laughs> would you start a business when companies are going out of business? The recession is in play. What are you thinking? And I thought this is actually probably the best time because companies are looking for some type of help, whether it's reducing expenses, uh, maybe dealing with another you know, vendor, a local vendor, whatever the case is, what value could I bring to the table? And uh, you know, I took the leap, never looked back. And I said, it is what it is. I'm gonna work extremely hard. I was, I've always been a hard worker. And I thought if I could just dedicate my efforts and try to get sales, it'll be okay. It's going to be hard. It's going to be slow. There's going to be a lot of obstacles that I need to figure out. But I tell you, when you just have the mindset that nothing is going to stop you and um, you're going to just figure it out, you know, it's just like being thrown out of the nest. I just have to figure it out. And I did, you know, slowly but surely get, you know, my scrapes and bruises and so forth. But uh, I've always enjoyed the chase and learning. So. Well, you sure did. And I know that, uh, you know, one of my favorite expressions uh, comes from the uh, golden age of sail, you know, back when people were uh, crossing the ocean and fighting each other uh, on the ocean in wooden boats with uh, cannons. And the expression is um, a fair sea, a great sailor never made. Right. So in order to be a great sailor, in order to be a great business person, it's that adversity and those challenges mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. really, you know, uh, separate the wheat from the chaff, if you will, right? Yeah, for and, sure. And strengthen us. So you've clearly demonstrated that. But what's amazing is uh, even going through that, uh, the positive attitude and energy that you bring to the game every day, right? Mm -hmm. That uh, a lot of people, uh, when encountered with those situations, might be a little more negative and a little more, I guess, would say, uh, battle hardened and not very nice. Right. So yeah, let's sure. maybe talk about that. How, how do you, as a business owner that started in such a hard time and have become very successful, keep that positive attitude? Cause I think that's important as well. Right. Extremely, you know, and, and you really realize, you, you realize that you are truly on an Island all alone. You, you no longer have the colleagues or your management team to kind of direct you through that rough sea, right? It's, oh. it's you. 
And, and what I found and, and realized was, okay, let me identify my top five competitors. Who are they? What do they do? And, and, and find out like, what are their weaknesses? No matter how large they are, what are their weaknesses? And figure out how do you sell against that? How do you defeat them on the streets every single day? And it took me, you know, three, four years to really figure out how do you beat them? What's the selling points against them? And then go to the market and, and just make it happen. Because when you figure out, A, when they become so large, they become extremely vulnerable and weak at the same time. <laughs> and, and, and they hang their hats on like, hey, we have this great marquee behind us and we're so big. But at the same time, they're easier to take down. They have massive turnover, right? Their, their cost, their pricing structure is extremely high, right? Their service begins to fail because there's a lack of communication. Right. And all these things come into play. So then, you know, the customers are like, they want that personal touch. They want to be treated a certain way. Even though they're a smaller organization, they want to be treated like they're a large organization. How can they get that personal touch? Matter of fact, today, we just <clears throat> installed a machine on Friday from one of our larger competitors. And the head attorney sent me an email this morning. I was coming into the office and I saw his name pop up. I'm like, oh, did something happen over the weekend with this install, right? And I was there and he's like, you know, Earl, he goes, I truly appreciate you coming out and giving us that personal touch that you did because the competitor, much larger, nothing against them, but sometimes you lose that, you know? And for, for us, that's why I'm involved in every aspect of the business because I want to make sure from A to Z, it's a smooth transition. I'm here, the face of the business, and I'm like the personal touch. I want to make sure that our new customers are happy with making that transition to us. And I think it's critical. So, yeah, two important things. Uh, one, uh, obviously, you know your competitors, and no matter uh, who's out there, how big they are, that there are uh, chinks in their armor, if you will, right? That there mm -hmm. are places to to go after them. And the second thing I really love is that idea of. The, the customer is not always just buying on the thing that you're selling, the piece of equipment that you've said, uh, personal care, personal touch, you know, uh, several times, right, in the last couple of minutes. And that knowing that for some customers, that is an important buying trigger to be treated, you know, not, um, not just like that, you know, that they're uh, a good customer, but that they matter, right? Like Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you that the biggest... <laughs> The biggest way I've separated my competitors the past five, six years has been the flat rate. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. And not to talk about the flat rate, but that has been, been yeah. <laughs> that has been a, such a huge thing because what I've realized, the large dealers, you know, again, they've been doing the same thing the same way the past 30 years. And this new concept comes along. How do you adjust to the flat rate? And knowing that my larger competitors, in order for them to compete against my flat rate, they have to change their comp plans and change <laughs> everything internally to defeat me. And they're not going to do it. They're going to keep losing business because they don't know how to adjust, how to compensate their sales force 
on my flat rate, which is a great thing. And when I realized that, I said, I'm going all in with the flat rate because a smaller dealership like myself is going to beat the larger dealerships day in and day out because they cannot provide a program, a customer-centric program that's better than anything else on this planet. So you hit on a big thing there that really what you're talking about is an innovation and what a lot of people would say is a mature model, right? That that there's always room uh, to be able to modify and adapt something uh, for these modern times, right? Correct. And, you know, I, I know there are people out there that say that, you know, managed print is dead, but clearly, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like what you're saying, it's like, no, it's not dead. You just need to change, you know, delivery and, and, and what it actually means to your customer, right? Correct. It's just a different model. It's a different model now. It's more of a customer-centric product program. And um, it is truly, when customers, when the light bulb goes off with the customers, they're they're going to bring in five six other competitors and i welcome those competitors because i know they don't <laughs> offer it so i'm like go ahead and waste your time on those five competitors but when you finish here's our program yeah nothing makes me happier that's one thing i always say is like oh your your uh, rfp process or your or your or your buy process requires that you bring in uh some other competitors like bring them is, you know, you've, you know, you've got the business, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And you know what, that's what, that's what keeps a positive mindset is when you can go into the field and know that you have something that nobody else has, right? It's, it's almost, to me, it's almost like selling an iPhone over the competitors. Who else is going to compete with an iPhone? It's so unique and so different that it's like, it sells itself. And same thing with the flat rate. It's going to sell itself when you position it the right way. I'm glad you brought up the iPhone reference as well, right? Because the one thing about the iPhones is they're not cheap, right? That if you're going to buy an iPhone, especially uh, if it's in the Pro Series, if they're an expensive unit, um, as expensive now as buying a laptop or a computer, right? Oh, I know. I can't wait for the 13. I'm going to place my order this week, matter (laughs) of fact. So uh, what you just nailed there, though, and and what I hear uh, is that it's not, it's not about price, right? And that's one thing that I hear from people that misunderstand the fly rate program. It's like, oh, well, you know, the only value proposition there is it's cheaper. And it's like, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not. not, it's <laughs> not. It brings so much more value than the price. You know, customers want simplicity, right? They're done with these invoices, they're done with so many parts of it. They're like, I was just meeting with a customer this morning, not my customer, but it's going to be my customer probably in the next (laughs) five hours. But, you know, she's like, we get these monthly and quarterly invoices, these overage invoices, they're ridiculous. We're tired. We don't know how to budget for these, right? The solution, ding, 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 flat rate program. I told her about it. She's like, that's exactly what we want. It's the easiest sell. So again, for our for my competitors. And that's why I wanted to create a company in this saturated market, Chicago, because I knew the competitors, I knew what they were doing. And I knew if I could get my formula, a program to be different, not the same, but be entirely different, I can beat anybody out there. And that's what's happening. Yeah. And and you mentioned that it's the program, right? Because they're still getting a piece of hardware to print pages. They're still getting, you know, toner uh, to be able to do that. Correct. Some of the elements are the same, but that value that you talk about going over top, I always love having that conversation because when it when the value is real, 
people will pay for it, right? And mm -hmm. and that's one mistake I see young salespeople make is say I lost on price, right? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, it's like, well, no, I just don't think the customer understood why they had to pay more. Because if they understood why they should pay more, Correct. They probably will, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And I rarely, I took one of my new reps out today, um, and, and I told, I said, I rarely talk about the equipment these days. I really talk about programs and how their current vendors are talk, you know, charging for this and charging for that, how we simplified their process, giving them predictable billing. It, it's just, I take that equipment portion out of it and just say, here, this is how we deliver our programs. Yeah. And if it's a good fit, it's a good fit. It's a great fit. A hundred percent of the time, it's a great fit, you know, but it's not the cheapest program. That's for sure. It's not the cheapest program. I love that. Yeah. And, uh, to go into a marketplace like that and grow a business knowing that it wasn't going to be based on price, that it was really going to be about innovation and doing things different and bringing those things to the market, right? Correct. So when we're looking at the dealer community, you know, in a broader perspective, not just your competitors, um, what kinds of things do you think they should be thinking about uh, for growth? We've talked about flat rate. Are there, are there other areas or other things that they should be thinking about, you know, for growing into the new year? Or do you think that if they focused at least on delivering a better uh, style of managed print, a better, you know, bundle, that maybe that's enough for them to get through this? What do you think? You know, for, for us, and I, and I can only speak for us, it's diversifying into a few other things. Mm. And I think for us, we're getting into the IT side slowly but surely. We've partnered with a local company here to help us on the IT. Um, and then I'm looking into postage devices to kind of bring another avenue, a stream of, of revenue to the company uh, because print is starting to decline right? It's a fact. And so with that, I need to diversify into other things, wide format plotters. We're into wide format plotters now. So we're doing, bringing that into a service, you know, that we're offering our customers. So I think with IT, uh, the wide format print devices, um, soon to be postage devices, I, I think we're going to cover and have different buckets feeding into the company, as well as offering our customers more of a one-stop shop. Yeah, getting more of that wallet share, right? And I, that's the other thing that gets me excited about what you're doing with your flat rate program is you're kind of creating this uh, level platform to be able to, to add other services on top of it, right? Yeah. Because once right. you've got a customer on a flat rate, what's to stop you from just adding a few additional dollars per seat for some other Sure. Right? Like absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, I, again, I'm, I'm in the beginning stages of this whole IT side. So I'm trying to learn the billing process. How do you I, bill, you know, and how does that, that whole thing work? So we can break that down to a flat rate program. And that is kind of my goal right now is once I wrap my arms around this whole IT infrastructure and, and how do the competitors bill and so forth? How can we beat them at their own game with a better program, a better service, a, bell, a better billing method? And that's going to be flat rate. I love it. So you're going to take the same, uh, you know, challenge in the to the managed IT world that you took to, you know, the office equipment dealers in Chicago. One hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey man, I'm, I'm telling you, it's uh, it's a formula that uh, that sounds like it's going to work across all all business spectrums, right? I think so. Yeah. Think so. Earl Everson, I really appreciate you taking the time to, you know, to give us a glimpse into, 
uh, what got you started in the space, how you've been succeeding and some of the new things that you'll be getting up to. And uh, for everyone out there that's been watching, I want to thank you. Uh, if you've been listening uh, on Tiger Paw Ready, I want to thank you for that as well. And until next time, remember to keep learning. And as Earl's doing, keep positive and keep innovating your business. True. Thank you so much, Wes. Thank you, Earl. Pleasure. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpaw.com and click on the resources tab. You can also subscribe to your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.